0: Welcome to Outside the Walls. We are excited today. We have a special guest in studio. Devin Stewart is fulfilling his lifelong dream right now. Welcome, Devin. Thank you. I'm Casey. (laughs) And I'm Mark. It is good to be back with you this week to hash out the sermon from this past week. If this is your first time joining in to the Outside the Walls podcast, welcome. Welcome. We are uh, members of the West Side Church of Christ in Searcy, and we are going through a series on Sundays that this podcast currently is diving deeper into, hashing out. And so the series, if you're interested in checking that out, is One Sermon That Changed the World. And we have a few different places that you can go and access that sermon. Uh, if you go to our Facebook page, you can watch the service there. If you go to our YouTube channel, you can, uh, you can watch just the sermon or the full service if you wanted to. And also you can go to NathanGuy.com. That's kind of a landing page for uh, all things. So put in the NathanGuy.com plug. So you can go there and you can download sermon notes. Uh, You can watch different videos that he references, read different articles uh, that he's either referenced or written himself. Uh, And also there's a free uh, resource that we are encouraging you to get, um, uh, Living the Sermon on the Mount, that he has written. And so that's a very helpful resource. You can go there and download it absolutely free.
1: So. And there's a link to that in the show notes.
0: Yes, yes. So you can go in the show notes on the podcast and and uh, and and download that as well. So uh, the sermon this week was called "Calling All Neurotics: Life, Love, and the Law." So very intriguing. Time. I'm loving these titles to these <laughs> sermons. Calling all neurotics! If you want to have a, a conversation further, or ask any questions, or make any comments, you can always email the podcast as well at podcast at wschurch.net. We would love to hear from you and uh, hear any questions or feedback that you might have. So, with that, let's dive into what the objective of our podcast is today. No. the objective. Oh, well, before we do that, for those guests who might not know Devin, Devin, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself?
2: Hi. <laughs> uh, Casey's not wrong. Lifelong dream of being on a podcast. <laughs> This is it uh not much to know i'm uh try to be as transparent as possible with people. I don't change from place to place church work that's about my life uh parenting it's all just about the same there's n I am the me that you get <laughs> there's there's uh I've been told I'm, acquir- I'm I'm an acquired person so acquired taste yes so. That's uh, it's it's fun. Some people when they first meet me, they're like, "Wow, you're you're a lot." I just look at them and say, "You're not wrong."
1: <laughs> yes, I am. So,
2: but I'm super excited. Uh, taking notes this week uh, during the sermon and listening. To what Nathan had to say was was enjoyable. It's it's uh, he brings a lot of it to
0: life when he when he uh, brings out sermons. That's really the only way we could get Devin to pay attention. And take notes <laughs> is to ask him on the podcast and say we're going to be hashing out the sermon. He's like, "Oh man, I really got to, really got to nail this." Okay. Well,
1: well, you've got little boys. So. I do have little boys. Yeah, <laughs> so, three of them.
0: So they're constant they obstacles to paying attention. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and then I'm the fourth obstacle. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're thrilled to have Devin on the show. He is one of our deacons, and he is deacon over Christian Soldiers. It's a great ministry for our kids. Uh, really. Um, the smallest kids through third grade. Go Zero there through every, third grade. Yeah, go in there every Sunday night, and he is energetic, lively, gets them engaged, uh, teaches them the Bible, sings songs, gets them excited about Jesus. So we're thankful for Devin. So, thank and thank you for being on the show. Oh, you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So the objective for today's show, to see the purpose behind the law and the value of the law, so that we can enjoy living under the liberating rules of Christ. Rules are in quotes there. I saw that. My favorite kind. Seems very restricting whenever we talk about living under the rules. So we'll talk about restriction of the rules here in just a little bit. But the text for the sermon this week was Matthew chapter 5, coming from the Sermon on the Mount. And so uh, before we get into our key takeaways, we'll read Matthew chapter 5. Uh, beginning in verse
1: 17, Matthew chapter five, verse 17. All right. I guess I'll read it. This is coming out of the NIV. Do not think that I have come to abolish the law or the prophets. I have not come to abolish them, but to fulfill them. I tell you the truth until heaven and earth disappear, not the smallest letter, not the least stroke of a pen will be any me uh, will by any means disappear from the law until everything is accomplished. Anyone who breaks one of the least of these commands and teaches others to do the same will be called least in the kingdom of God. But whoever practices and teaches these commands will be called great in the kingdom of heaven. For I tell you that unless your righteousness surpasses that of the Pharisees and the teachers of the law, you will certainly not enter the kingdom of heaven.
0: Thank you. So. If you're new to the show, what we'd like to do is to take some key takeaways that each of us have gleaned from the sermon, and then uh, we'll get into some questions and answers and then leave you with a challenge. So we'll start off with the takeaways, and we'd like to give our guest the opportunity to give his takeaways first. So Devin, what do you think? What was your initial takeaways from the sermon? He's, he starts off with, uh, is God in attendance, Nazi?
2: Uh, with a gauntlet set up for us, and and grace is the one percent chance that God gave us to to do this. Re- and He said, uh, "This is a religious view from two thousand years ago." And you're when He started the sermon, I was like, "No, He's not a Nazi God." He uh-huh. in following the law, you look at it like that from the from the very beginning, and you're just kind of like, "Does He have his thumb on us this whole time?" But then we brought in the lens aspect. We're gonna to get to that in just a minute. I think when he brings in the lens, when you put a lens on, it changes everything. Being as blind as I am and and things like that, when you put that contact in, we put that lens in, you can see clearly what you're mm-hmm. supposed to be doing. You can right. see and depending on the lens that you use, sunglasses are, are a different type of lens to protect from certain things. The rose colored glasses I don't think are now they're used for certain things, I guess. Um, but then you've got microscopes, you've got telescopes, all of these different lenses that you can use in life. But in Christianity, we're like, no, you have to look at this one way. There's one way to look at this. There's no lens. And so a lot of times as humans, we're just like, let's make this as difficult as possible. Yeah. And we and we forget to pick
0: up the, the lens that we need to be going through these. Yeah. So, well, you say Christianity, I think the Pharisees were much like that too. They, they saw the they saw this as there's only one way to see this. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Which I think is exactly what Jesus was addressing. There's more than just one way to skin the cat. (laughs) There's more than one way to look at the law. And uh, they, they they're very close minded and narrow minded. So yeah. All right. Good observation. Appreciate that.
1: How about you, Mark? I got a few things. Let's see. I, I think it's interesting that he says he has not come to abolish the law of the prophets. Mm -hmm. And I think, Um, one of the scriptures in the old Testament that Jesus was probably thinking about when he said it was Jeremiah 31, 31 through 34. And it says, behold, the days are coming declares the Lord. When I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel and the house of Judah, not like the covenant that I made with their fathers on the day when I took them by the hand to bring them out of the land of Egypt, my covenant that they broke, though I was their husband declares the Lord. it helps us understand better uh, the old way of following the laws that the Pharisees and the teachers of the law did um, compared to how God wants us to follow the law. Hmm. And that was, I think, the main point that Jesus was trying to get across. Um, something else is uh, we were talking about this before we started the podcast, but I'll read this quote. I think we were all going to mention it, but I have it written down, so I'll just read it for us. Um, Nathan said this during his sermon and I thought it was a really interesting way to put it. Law is not a list of rules and commands. Law is the wish and will of God. Law tells us what God wants and it becomes a lens through which we understand who God is. How do we know what God wants? Look at Jesus. When we see Jesus, we see what law, we see what law was always intended to teach. I like that. Yeah. Um, and then he kind of went on also and said that Jesus is the interpreter of the law. Mm-hmm. He was there when the law was written. I think Nathan mentioned something about, you know, we imagine a hand coming down from heaven, giving Moses the, yeah. the laws. And he said, whose hand was that? Well, that was Jesus's hand. Uh-huh. So he's the way that we need to interpret the law because he was there when it was written. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then I just made a little note, man interpreting the law is what gets us off track mm-hmm. and man's interpretation lacks love, mercy, and justice. Also, um, were we all in the, uh, diving deeper class afterwards? I was. Okay. All right. Yeah. So Adam Pankey, which he's a member here. Um, he, he said something that I loved. So I wrote it down. If we focus on following rules, we're going to fail. We need to mm. focus on following Christ. Mm. So Adam Pinky has some good insight there. Yeah, yeah. And oh, I made this two-sided. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh yeah, here we go. This was interesting. Matthew five twenty. It's one of the more interesting verses to discuss, unless the quality of your relationships and the integrity in which you follow. I'm sorry. Let me read 521st for I tell you that unless your righteousness surpasses that of the Pharisees and the teachers of the law, you will certainly not enter the kingdom of heaven. That sounds difficult mm-hmm. if you read it initially, Yeah. but um, Tim Mackey, he's a, he's a preacher, a uh, scholar, and a creator of the Bible project. Yeah. The Bible project. If you're mm-hmm. familiar with that, he's one of the two guys. I think he's, he's more of the intellectual of the two guys. Uh, So he mentioned this in something that's online. You can find it on YouTube, which will be in the show notes. But he said, unless the quality of your relationships and the integrity in which you follow God surpasses the most religious people you could possibly imagine, there is no way you're entering the kingdom Mm. of heaven. Mm. And I think that's the important part, the quality of our relationships and the integrity in which we follow God. Yeah.
0: Yeah. and then, I think uh tying your observation together with what Adam said in class and then also that lecture from Tim Mackey, I thought it was interesting uh Nathan said this, which I think weaves those three elements together that Jesus interpretation of the law is more about quality of spirit than a quantity of rules, mm, and so I think that's a yeah good way to kind of tie those things in. I think they are all saying
1: very same thing, yeah, yeah, yeah. What about you, Casey? Oh. No, 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 go ahead, Devin. I think it is I I love to relate
2: things being back to a parent because it's a smack between the eyes that when you're literally like this is stupid, this doesn't make sense. Why? Why? Why do I have to go to bed? Why? Mm-hmm. This is dumb. When you're the parent, the next morning you know real hard. You know, you
1: know real good. When the time that it is,
2: <laughs> because you're the one that is moving you're the one that you don't want to be up necessarily either Mm -hmm. but you're the you're the goad. you're the you're the pusher that's to get the rest of everybody going and yeah in the moment bedtime
0: really stinks yeah I want to stab on it I I am I'm (laughs) stand no you're not I'm just gonna venture in and say you seem like a guy who would have played out the game why but why but why? Never. Never. <laughs> I'm. I'm. I'm still about why. <laughs> I am still about why. So you hope people will play that game out with you being on that. Yes. <laughs> still the end that your kids are currently on it. Yes. And I have. I am constantly
2: reminded by by Lauren that it's be kind. <laughs>
0: There's. They like to know the why too. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, when it comes to, you know, Jesus interpreting the law more about quality of the spirit, you know, I've heard it said, especially as we get into next week and you hear these statements of you've heard that it was said, but I say um that what Jesus is trying to get the disciples to understand is the spirit of the law and not necessarily the letter of the law. You know, they the, the Pharisees seem to have a pretty excellent grasp of what the letter of the law states. I mean they got most of it, if not all of it memorized they could spurt it out at any given moment but they they don't understand what the spirit of the law is right. and I think that uh, I think that's what Jesus is trying to get at but uh, one of my key takeaways, which I've heard this said only one other time that I can think of in my life and so I was I was excited that, that Nathan brought it up, uh, because I've searched, um, you know, in books and commentaries to see, you know, if somebody else has this opinion. And I want to say that I first heard of this from my dad. But um, that five twenty is like the thesis of the Sermon on the Mount, um, verse that you just read, Mark. That unless our righteousness exceeds that of the scribes and Pharisees, we will not enter the kingdom of heaven. Mm-hmm. And Nathan says something very similar. Uh, he was talking about the section as a whole, these four verses, uh, verse 17 through 20, uh, being the key to understanding the Sermon on the Mount, uh, a.k.a. the thesis. <laughs> and I think whenever you look at it through that lens, it it really puts weight on these verses. And I think it came from maybe not Ed Gallagher himself, one of the books that uh, we've referenced on this show, which... Uh, a link to that um, will be in the show notes. But the Sermon on the Mount that he wrote, the book that Ed Gallagher wrote, he said something similar. But I think he was referring to uh, an author, Scott McKnight, that wrote a commentary on the Sermon on the Mount and uh, – And he said something similar, but man, Nathan opened the sermon and it just, it really struck home to me that these are the key to understanding the Sermon on the Mount. Not just that, Nathan said, it explains what Matthew is doing in his gospel. And not just that, it explains what Jesus means by gospel. And not just that, it explains what Jesus was getting at when he talks about the kingdom of heaven. And so it, it, it puts a lot of just emphasis on what Jesus is trying to do not just with the Sermon on the Mount but the whole reason that he's even here and what the kingdom of heaven is about. and so I thought that was I thought that was really powerful and um, and so another key takeaway that I had was that uh, Jesus takes the law seriously. A lot of times we look at Jesus coming and like just doing away with everything and you know doing away with all these strict rules and regulations but that's not what he was about. I mean he he came not to throw it out. Or to break it, but to fulfill it, which is one of the key uh, takeaways from this section of text. And so, um, and then also, how will I know when I've done enough? This is a question that I always have. <laughs> uh, how will I know when I've done enough? I'm a very, and this was this was highlighted by uh, the dive deeper class, but. You know, are you a rule-driven person or are you a non-rule-driven person? And I'm very much of a checklist kind of person, uh, not just with to-do lists, but also like, okay, give me my boundaries so that I know how to stay within them. Uh, I, like the, I like the concept of lists. <laughs> I like the concept of checking. I like the idea. <laughs> yeah. And then when we get down like this is dumb. <laughs> just kidding. I like the idea, but I really don't like following this. <laughs> I need text. this to paraphrase. <laughs> <laughs> and so I, I very much want to know when I've done enough, and whenever I have a list of rules uh, that I can go through and say, "Okay, I've I followed all this, and I know that I've done enough. I know that I've done those rules." Uh, but that's not what that's not what the aim of the Sermon on the Mount is, which we've we've talked about before. But um, it's more about uh, being in right standing before God, and and uh, and the fact that Jesus says. You already are enough.
1: Like, you are enough. That's a comforting statement. That's a hard statement to understand. Mm -hmm. I think uh, it just has to be one of those things that one day it just clicks for you. Mm -hmm. Because we're used to following rules and checklists and things. You might be. Well, (laughs) no, I'm not. (laughs) Um, But that's not at all what it is. You're right. It's Jesus has already done it and... That's the good news mm-hmm. is that it's already been done. You don't have to worry or stress about it. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, for sure. And, you know, just the fact that it's not about what what I've done or what Devin's done or what Mark has done, but the focus is supposed to be what God is doing through us. And that's what Jesus is trying to point the light back towards. It's not anything about what you've done, which... The Pharisees, you know, as we get into the Sermon on the Mount, you know, they were doing all these things to be seen by other people. They wanted other people to see their good works. They wanted other people to see these things. Uh, but that's not what it's about. It's about what God is doing through us. Well, and, it's hard as humans to not
2: want that um, that affirmation that we're doing good. Yeah. Whereas a lot of times Jesus is like, you know, but. Don't keep that one to yourself. <laughs> I know I healed your love but Hang tight. <laughs> Please don't tell anyone. And he keeps it on, just keeps it on that DL mm-hmm. until the time is right. But as Christians, and as as a as a Christian society, it is a look how amazing I am. Mm-hmm. I just gave a million dollars to this charity. Huh. You did, Devin. <laughs> sure didn't. <laughs> um but we like that affirmation. We like to know that you've seen what I I have done because I can. Mm-hmm. Whereas a lot of times you see the Lord wants to wants to see the inside. That's what he's concerned with. Mm-hmm. Um a cake can look great on the outside. But if it's not cooked, it doesn't matter. All right. It's the inside that that needs to that needs to be ready to go. Yeah. And that's what he that's what he's working on. That's what he's mm-hmm. looking at. When he's telling us these things i didn't come to abolish the law and a lot of times i think we forget that he didn't come to abolish the law We're like oh it's the old testament it's like that yeah, doesn't right count. exactly mm-hmm. i didn't come to abolish it i came to fulfill it the law is still in effect but i'm gonna i'm gonna take you one step further i'm gonna i'm gonna challenge that and so these pharisees are just like what mm, no you're not nope that that's a big nope <laughs> and I've, I've thought about it before. Many a times Jesus came and flipped their entire word, world worldview on his head. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know how us as a church today would feel about having everything that we know and do and follow completely rotated. And that's where a lot of us are like, there were, they were terrible people. They were, mm-hmm. the Pharisees were mean and, and church. Mm-hmm. No, their whole worldview is, this is an entire mindset, mind shift. Um that we're following here on the Sermon on the Mount. And he gets into it and he's like, and he uses his name, it's Pharisees. And we'll call you out on this one. And that's when they said that. Mm, I don't think so.
1: Yeah. So So it's kind of interesting that um one of the questions I was asked in the class afterwards was, uh, why do we relax laws? And I think one of the reasons is because we're selfish mm-hmm. and we try to make things benefit us instead of the whole group. Right. Um And the Pharisees definitely did this. They, they even made it more strict to benefit them to make themselves look better than everyone else. And I find that interesting because before this section, we have the Beatitudes. And I think a lot of the Beatitudes deal with the people that suffered because the Pharisees made all these extra rules. Yeah. And so it's nice that he, he put this after that because all those people that were feeling less than by the Pharisees, you know, Jesus was building them up. And then he goes in to the Pharisees and he says, I'm not changing anything. Everything that you guys have read about is exactly what I'm doing. You're just doing it wrong. <laughs> right? <laughs> Yeah,
0: it's a good point. I mean, yeah, he's not going to change anything. He, you know, authored everything. <laughs> so <Yeah>. it's like <laughs> the law literally came through through Jesus, the word, the logos. And so, yeah, definitely. So as we think about this section of the Sermon on the Mount, as we transition to some Q&A, so what do you suppose is the weirdest or the hardest part of this section of the Sermon on the Mount? Devin?
1: Devin? Any initial thoughts? let you go first while I think
0: about my answer. Fulfilling the law. What's the weirdest or hardest part of this
2: section of the sermon? <laughs> Fulfilling and following the law. There we go. <laughs> um, I mean, in 18, I tell you the truth, until heaven and earth disappear, not the smallest letter, not the least stroke of the pen um, will by any means disappear from the law until everything is accomplished. You look at this, you're like... I don't know if you've read Leviticus. <laughs> it took like a month to listen to it. And uh now that I'll have a good dry read. Uh, but when we're talking about the law, that's the law. That that's it. It's uh I mean, I can I can't even do the speed limit. <laughs> but that alone follow all of these things you know you're like Nathan said your clothes have to be a certain way your' what you're wearing what you eat what you what you do all of these things it's just like is mind-boggling hmm. that they had to follow them in the beginning mm-hmm. oh by the way if you break it there's a whole nother set of rules about sacrificing and you're like if you can't see my eyes are huge right now <laughs> because it's one of the it, it's just another... Set of rules, and thank the Lord I was born when I was, and I did not
0: have to follow those.
1: <laughs> They've
2: been like, "Yeah, Devin, he's lost."
0: <laughs> yep, yeah, he, did, you, he he didn't make it. Can you imagine being a grown man and all of a sudden, like, "All right, we're gonna we're gonna have some circumcisions." <laughs> yeah, I'm just like, lined up right here, and we'll uh, we'll get started with that.
1: <laughs>
0: like what? <laughs> None of my friends are in line. <laughs> well, yeah, it's interesting that part of the the um, the iota uh, every not an iota, not a dot. I think the KJV reads it jot or tittle. I love the jot or tittle. Mm. How did yours read it? The one little part of the law, uh, least stroke of a pen, least stroke of a pen. Yeah, yeah. That that is that is hard to even fathom. Uh, just this idea that. Uh, you know, there's been all sorts of different concepts, uh, at least in, in the traditions of the Churches of Christ growing up about what the old law is. It's, uh, it's not authoritative anymore, or maybe there's there's some authority, authoritative aspects of it. But that's not what seems that Jesus is saying here. I mean, whenever you think about every little aspect of the law, every iota, every dot, uh, what Jesus is saying here, you know, the the iota in the Greek alphabet is the smallest of the letters. It has the least amount of little flair to it. Um, and then the, you know, you think about, you know, just even in the English alphabet, you know, there's you think about the uppercase L and then you think, OK, well, if I just put two more lines, it makes an E. And, you know, Jesus is saying these small little details, uh, you know, uh, I didn't come to, I didn't come to, you know, do away with those things, but those things are going to remain intact. And not even to do it. I didn't even come to change it. I came to do none of that. Mm
2: -hmm. I'm here to fulfill this. Yeah. And as, as humans, it's, it's as, as, as we are, it's like, are you sure you didn't want to change just like a little bit of it? (laughs) Like I said, Leviticus is love. (laughs) And... We want it to be laxed. We want it to be easy. Mm-hmm. That's not the that's not the intended outcome for us. And uh not being a rule follower, this is a really fun subject, yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think you had mentioned earlier that the Pharisees, you know, they they're mean guys, you know. Uh bullies. You know, they're they wanted people to, they wanted to follow the law to the letter and they wanted everybody else to be following the law. And you can imagine that their rigidness, uh, was, was very unwelcome in different circumstances. Whereas Jesus, uh, seems to be this character where he can just show up on the shore and see some guys fishing. He's like, Hey, follow me. And they're like, Okay. And like, (laughs) you know, he just has this personality. Hey, Dad, I'll be back later. (laughs) He just has this personality about him that people are wanting to follow him. And the Pharisees have this opposite kind of just vibe about him. And you can imagine as people are listening to Jesus and he's gathered these crowds, these multitudes, and they're they're listening to him and they're like, yes, he's going to do something way different than the Pharisees. And Jesus is like, actually... (laughs) Yeah, there, there's a lot to the law, and I didn't come to do away with that. So I'm just going to go ahead and get that out of the way in the beginning of the sermon. Because <laughs> we're still like I'm in the... step on oh, some toes here. Everything's yeah. <laughs> changing. Yeah, the whole crux of the sermon is, you know, surround... And everything that the kingdom of heaven is about is based on understanding this portion of the Sermon on the Mount. And it's, it's uh, definitely countercultural. But I love that he says, or implies, or... Are-
2: it's through the lens to which you look. Mm-hmm. If you're doing it for you, yeah, it's going to be real hard. If you're doing it for God, you're doing it for Christ, you're doing it for for the cross. You're staying within those parameters. It's, mm-hmm. it's your
1: mindset, your mind shift, is where that's got to be. Yeah, yeah. I think one of uh, something that Jesus said. It's Mark chapter two, at the very end of the chapter. This is just one example. But he says, uh, then he said to them, the Sabbath was made for man, not man for the Sabbath. So the son of man is Lord, even of the Sabbath. I think that's, that's what the people at that time were looking at the law incorrectly. They were thinking, you know, uh, God wants us to sacrifice for him. And Jesus was saying, no, these are for you guys. Mm -hmm. This is for you, not for God. Um, And was it I desire uh is it Mm -hmm. compassion, mercy? Yes. Mm -hmm. It not sacrifice. Yes. That that's I think exactly what Jesus is Mm -hmm. saying, that it's the love God and love your neighbor. Yeah. That's the most important.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah, he summarizes the law. I mean, he he says, Go and figure out what this means to the to the Pharisees, to the to the lawyers, you know, go figure out what compassion means and uh and uh so yeah they they don't figure it out (laughs) they they want to they want to stick to the to the letter of the law and so you know as i think about trying to put myself in the shoes of the pharisees whenever this portion of the sermon on the mount was being spoken like all the way up to verse 19 if i was a pharisee i'd be like this this guy's right on like (laughs) yeah Yeah. All right. Yeah. The law. Yeah. The law is great. And then verse 20, he's like, unless your righteousness exceeds the scribes and Pharisees, then they're like, whoa,
1: wait a minute.
0: (laughs) Get tight. (laughs) Sit down. Yeah. And so you could, I I just think that, you know, they were probably right on board with them right up until that point. And you think, oh man, you know, the law is so important in the mind and eye and heart of Jesus. Uh, The Pharisees, have the letter of the law right but your righteousness seems to exceed that and then man the next several sections he comes up i can imagine the pharisees are just i mean rolling in their robes i mean as (laughs) as he sits there and just lays out these different aspects of the law uh that we're going to get into in the next several weeks that the pharisees are you know they're teaching these things and then jesus flips them over on their head and says yeah the law says this specifically but this is how you need to understand it and uh and so i can imagine the pharisees were just seething at at Jesus at this point in the sermon yeah <laughs> <laughs> let's
1: see uh going through we kind of answered a lot of these questions that we have written down without actually reading them so let's do this does Jesus expect new testament christians to keep god's law hmm hmm it's still not abolished that's right. <laughs> <laughs> um, And then this says here, Paul summarizes the law as love one another. Yeah. Yeah, I think you summed it up well, Mark, whenever you said,
0: you know, Jesus asked, what is the greatest commandment? And uh, <laughs> the answer was love God and love your neighbor. And so the summary of the law is those two things. There's a lot of just details, even about... I think it was mentioned, I can't remember who mentioned in the Dive Deeper class, but just about it may have been Todd, uh, just about the clothing, like what your clothes are made of. And mm-hmm. you can't you you don't need to be wearing clothes that, uh, you know, have two different kinds of fabric or makeup <laughs> uh check the tags of every shirt in this room right now. You know, it's uh everybody you know, all clothing is is made up, at least in you know, the west of of that. And uh and so it was just all these things, but when you come down to it, the Pharisees ask, you know, what's the most important thing for us to focus on? Loving God and loving your neighbor. And all the rest of it doesn't matter. Not, if, if
2: not even just love your neighbor, love your neighbor as yourself. Mm-hmm. No one, didn't, I mean, I love myself. All
1: okay, great guy. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, Jesus actually goes past that in the book of Luke. He says that there's a new command, and he says, love one another as I have loved you. So he actually adds to the rules, I guess. <laughs> that he doesn't take away. He adds to it. And it's beyond loving each other as you love yourself. But uh, it's as much as Jesus loves them and loves you, which with, you know, his sacrifice and everything, it's like, that's more than I would probably do for most people. But that's what Jesus is telling us yeah. to do. Yeah. Yeah. It
0: just, it, it makes us take a step back and think about how we're treating other people. And I mean, something else that he says later in the Sermon on the Mount that ties back to this is treat other people the way that you want to be treated. I mean, you know, we call it the golden rule, but you know, Jesus said it right here. Uh, uh, you know, just treat other people the way that you want to be treated. And so oftentimes, at least as a parent, like that's, that is my go-to. Like my boys are, you know, just nipping at each other, just getting after each other. I just ask him a simple question, if the tables were turned, is that how you would want your brother to be treating <laughs> you? Mm. Every time the answer is no. I really would. That would <laughs> not be <not> ridiculous. <particularly>. Really. <laughs> so it's just like, okay, why don't you just treat him like you, you want to be treated? treated? And uh, that's exactly that's exactly what Jesus is trying to get at, but you know, if if you're if you're wanting to fulfill the law, uh, loving God and loving others like I loved you is is the place to
1: start. Not all the not all the jots and tittles. Not all the jots. <laughs> See, so this is an interesting question here. How will you put yourself under the discipline of the law the way Jesus sees it? Hmm. Hmm. All right, I got to go.
0: Uh- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the hardest thing is hey, I I say that I don't have a problem loving God. But the connection is loving your neighbor. And it, it's, hard. it's hard to love people that are not lovable. <laughs> yeah, it's true. <laughs> and again, even in that statement, I'm putting the blame on someone else for not being lovable. Like It's not my fault that you're not lovable. Uh, that, I mean, I'm always <laughs> lovable. <laughs> and so, yeah, just the discipline of that summary of the law just loving someone regardless of their lovability, I mm. guess, is uh, is a way that I, I think I want to try and look at that discipline. How about you, Dev? We're not going to let you go. <laughs> How would you put yourself under the discipline of the law the way that Jesus sees it?
2: The discipline that, that God has. It's not a, that he doesn't say, I'm going to ground you. I'm going to do this. I'm going to, there's no discipline really there. It's a, it's a do this or don't. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm thinking back through scripture. and it's not, you're going to follow me or lose this battle. Like that's the option. Mm-hmm. You're going to follow me or this isn't going to work out. Okay. Um, you, you see, you see, Judas, Peter, David, you see these different people who don't follow and the different outcomes that come there. He puts the discipline in your own hands. He says, Casey, you can follow me mm. or you can live the way that you want to and just find out what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. He doesn't say this will happen by your choices, by the life choices that you have made. This is going to be the, di- this is a, uh, what do we tell the boys? It's a, this is a natural consequence. Mm-hmm. From not listening. Yeah. And as adults, I don't like that. I don't, I don't, I'm the consequence maker. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Not the consequence receiver. (laughs) But when you've caused the consequence, you're just like, this is nobody's fault but mine. Mm -hmm. That's the discipline. That's the, well, now I have to dig myself out of this hole Mm -hmm. that I have put myself into for not listening. And, I think that's the way that, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, does he ever say, this is going to, like, I'm going to do this if you, like, there's no groundings, there's no, like, you
0: don't listen to God, you're going to be enslaved. That's it. That's, that's the option. So. Well, before we move on to the challenge, I would like to ask this of Devin since we have you here. So in Christian soldiers, you go through several different parts of the Bible and help them learn them, yeah. memorize them. One of those things is the Ten Commandments, if yes. I'm not mistaken. So, as you're teaching them the Ten Commandments, what would you say is the the kind of the point behind the Ten Commandments? When you think about the law and the Ten Commandments kind of being the the preface hand of the hand. law, yeah. When I'm, it's the it, it's the foundation. It's the
2: base. Hey, guys, don't murder. Okay, well, we're four.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: Great. None of you are going to be murdering. Perfect. Um, no other God before me. They, the, you're putting in the mind. You're putting in the, you're starting the foundation. You're laying the stones to which we're building an entire way of life, an entire mindset. Okay, well, we're not going to, okay, none of us have murdered, right? All of us, four-year-olds, five-year-olds, and six-year-olds. Perfect. Right, we're gonna go ahead of that, guys. We're not gonna, we're not gonna say mean things. We're not gonna, we're gonna start here. We're gonna first, okay. Don't worry. Great. Perfect. Don't, don't lie. Don't do these things, guys. We're gonna follow this as close as we can. You only have thirty minutes on a Sunday night, and you're, we're trying to instill in these kids just the foundation, the remembrance, of kind of where it all started, and it's back on that mountain where God gave the law and said, "This is what we're gonna do." And as they go through Bible classes and things like that. Hopefully they're learning kind of past that, but it's a, it's a base kind of where to start. Very
0: good. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you for that. You're welcome to that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, how about we leave off with some challenges for the week or a challenge for the week? Sounds good. All right. So our challenge this week is for each day, take one of the 10 commandments and go to the heart of of the principle behind the command. And I think Devin gave us some good thoughts to to ponder and try to practice it that day. Look for the deeper principle in that command of God. Mm. And that's exactly what Jesus is gonna be getting into in the following uh, part of the Sermon on the Mount. So uh, each day, take one of the 10 commandments, Exodus 20, go back and and read one and uh, pick one that that stands out to you and Try to get to the heart. What is what's what's the meaning behind the meaning? Bum bum bum. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, all right. Next uh, week, we have a special guest on next week, too. Yes, so I'm gonna read this because I want Casey to respond. Okay. Um, next week's sermon is the antidote to anger, mm. and <laughs> as Nathan said, when I think of anger. I think of Casey McDonald. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, so Casey right. is going to be uh, doing the sermon this mm-hmm. next week. Um, do you have any surprises for us? Sure. Any a response little, to Nathan? Little teasers. Uh, there's a lot of things I think of when I think of Nathan
0: Guy. <laughs> and so uh, I, if you if you want to know my thoughts about Nathan Guy, you might just have to listen in to the sermon on Sunday, be here, listen, listen to the playback. But the antidote to anger um, – we're going to talk about some reconciliation. There's a, I think there's a lot of hate in our world going around Mm -hmm. and uh, a lot of need for uh, just exactly what we talked about today. People treating others the way that they want to be treated and uh, kind of the basis to that. The next portion of the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus talks about one of those 10 commandments. You've heard that it was said, you shall not murder. And so uh, we're going to go deeper into that 10 commandment,
1: uh, one of the 10 commandments. So. Mm -hmm. There we go. Next week. Yep. And since you'll be doing the sermon, you won't be here for the podcast because we want to talk about you behind your back. Yes, that's fine. We so, need to listen it to it later. <laughs> so Nathan will be in here with yeah. me and Devin, are you free next week? <laughs> <laughs> I was <laughs> gonna watch spot. Devin
0: talking about my sermon.
1: <laughs> we'll figure it out later.
0: <laughs> so yeah. So again, uh, if you have any questions, comments, uh, suggestions, email podcast at wschurch.net. Um, anything that we've referenced in the show, you can find in the show notes. Um, and so yeah, even the video that we referenced from Tim Mackey, we'll we'll put that in the show notes. And so. Uh, We're so thankful for uh, joining us for the podcast today. If you haven't already, subscribe to it so you get notified every time that uh, we drop a new episode. And uh, if you know somebody that needs some encouragement or you're trying to start a conversation about Jesus with them, share our podcast with them and uh, get to talking.
1: Yeah. And Devin, thanks for joining us.
0: Yes. Thank you. Always. It was an honor. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) Well, until next week, thank you guys for joining in and we love you. We love you.